Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast with headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Tian Yu. Coming up in this edition, China has launched the Shenzhou 17 space mission, sending three new astronauts to its space station. The conflict between Israel and Palestine has killed over 8,000 people on both sides. Mass shootings in the U.S. state of Maine have left at least 20 people dead and dozens more injured. We start with China's latest manned space mission. The Shenzhou 17 spacecraft lifted off from the Zhouquan Satellite Launch Center in northwest China before midday on Thursday, sending three astronauts or taikonauts to China's space station, the Tiangong. Earlier, the trio attended a brief ceremony before takeoff. The three crew members are Tang Hongbo, Tang Shengjie, and Jiang Xingling. It is the youngest Shenzhou crew since the construction of China's space station. They will rotate with the Shenzhou 16. Trail and are expected to stay in orbit for about six months. Shenzhou 17 is the second manned mission of the application and development phase of the Tiangong Space Station. The three Taikonauts will perform various science experiments and payload tests. They will also carry out some experimental maintenance work for the first time. Zhang Yibin has more from the Beijing Aerospace Control Center. Uh, the success of the Shenzhou 17 mission was announced at the Zhouquan Satellite Launch Center here at the Beijing Aerospace Control Center. Everybody is so happy, and they are busy working for the following missions. Well, this mission is a second manned mission after China Space Station entered its application and development stage, and also the 30s. Launch mission since the China manned space program was established in 1992, and also the 493rd launch mission carried out by China's Long March carrier rocket. Well, during the mis- previous missions, I was usually at the Zhouquan Satellite Launch Center. I was usually amazed, excited by the moments of the lift off of the carrier rocket. But this time, I was amazed. By the working condition here at the Beijing Aerospace Control Center, because the whole launch process, from the liftoff to the fly over the northern part of China, and began as the combination of the spacecraft and also the uh, space uh, and the carrier rocket flew over, began to flow over the Pacific Ocean. The whole process went on so smoothly, and based on the pre-arranged time, so that's the really impressive thing for this morning. After uh, they enter the Tianhe Core module of China Space Station, they will be welcomed by Shenzhou 16 crew, and they will stay in the、uh, China Space Space Station for about four to five days. And after that, they will take the mission from the 16 crew. They will undertake. They will install the experimental equipment and、um, extracurricular activities. So many things. But according to the China Manned Space Program, they will un- they will do some very particular the new job because the China Space Station has been running in orbit for、uh, such a long time. So、uh, they will do the repair job during their spacewalk and the extracurricular activities. That was Zheng Yibing on the launch of China's latest manned space mission. For more discussion on the launch, Sun Ye spoke to researcher Luo Guqing at the China Academy of Space Technology. The Shenzhou 17 crew rides the Shenzhou 17 manned spaceship to Tiangong. The Shenzhou 17 spaceship comes from the same production batch as the Shenzhou 16 spaceship, so they are like identical twins. The Shenzhou 17 spaceship is also the twelfth Shenzhou spaceship tasked with manned space missions. 
and Shenzhou spaceships have been a hundred percent successful in past missions. Yet Luo Guqing, who has been working with Shenzhou spaceship for 12 years—that's since the Shenzhou 8 mission—says she's still working with a first-timers mentality and is extremely careful. Man's spaceflight is a matter of life and death. We treasure Taikonos' life like our own. That's our line of work, and we always work with a sense of trepidation, as if walking on thin ice. Indeed, the Shenzhou 17 spaceship has much lined up after taking off. The spaceship will dock with China Space Station from the front port of the core module. The assembly already has Shenzhou 16 spaceship attached. The main difficulty lies in the high-speed situation. It's like two high-speed trains trying to find the other party to catch up with each other safely and accurately, which requires very good control. The Shenzhou 16 spaceship will also detach from the space station in a few days and bring the Shenzhou 16 crew back to Earth. That was Sun Ye reporting. Turning to the Middle East. Armed conflict is still raging between Israel and Palestine. Over 8,000 people are dead on both sides. The Israeli army says its tanks have taken part in what it calls a targeted raid in northern Gaza as it prepares its forces for a ground operation. The Gaza Strip continues to suffer from intensified airstrikes and artillery shelling. The United Nations says Israel's attacks have increased threefold compared to previous days, and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza has reached an Unprecedented point. John Gambro has more.、I've、heard from Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. He gave a speech trying to rally his nation, but he also, for the first time, acknowledged that these intelligence failures that followed the October 7th unprecedented attack by Hamas on Israel that killed some 1,400 people here and saw 200 others taken hostage. Netanyahu said that. People would have to give testimony, and himself included, for the first time, acknowledging that he may have to share some of the blame for the failure that allowed this attack to happen. Let's listen to a little bit more of what he had to say. All Hamas members are marked for death, above ground, underground, inside Gaza, outside Gaza. And as you heard from his remarks, he does not seem like he wants to have a ceasefire. These Israeli airstrikes are just continuing to bombard the Gaza Strip. There are some six thousand. 500 Palestinians killed in Gaza, as of right now. That's according to the Hamas-controlled health ministry. There. Meanwhile, we're continuing to see cross-border attacks from Syria as well as from Hezbollah in Lebanon into Israel. We saw extensive fire there. Israel responded with airstrikes, and Hezbollah also fired a surface-to-air missile at an Israeli drone, sparking more Israeli fire. We've heard from a lot of different people saying that they want to continue these negotiations to try to get the 200 hostages held in the Gaza Strip out, but any sort of work towards a ceasefire appears not to be on the table at the moment. That was John Gambrell reporting from Jerusalem. The United Nations is warning that the humanitarian aid now allowed into Gaza is far from meeting the demands of people in the region. A lack of fuel, in particular, has forced many relief agency facilities to shut down. Noor Harazin has more. It could be a matter of days or even hours before the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Hospital in central Gaza is shut down completely. The hospital needs fuel to power electricity and water to keep desalination plants running. 
Doctors in Gaza have called upon citizens to donate any stored fuel they may have. It is especially critical to support patients in intensive care, prenatal units and operating rooms. The shortage of fuel in the coastal enclave is also affecting the function of paramedics and civil defense crews in Gaza. Taxi drivers had been helping to transport wounded to the hospitals, but they too need fuel. From the first day of the escalation until this moment, there has not been a literal solar energy. Every day I go to the station to no avail. I put my car on gas so it won't stop, and I can go back and forth, and even we struggle to get gas. We stopped working. Even though humanitarian aid has started to enter the Gaza Strip, it is not enough to meet the current needs. The World Health Organization says each hour lost puts more lives at risk. That was Noah Harazin on the worsening humanitarian situation in Gaza. Finally, in North America, more than 20 people are dead in multiple shootings in the U.S. state of Maine. Dozens more are wounded. U.S. authorities say the shooting spree took place at a restaurant and a bowling alley in the city of Lewiston. Nick Harper has more. Now, we've just been hearing from the police chief giving a press conference there in Maine, speaking about how all of this unfolded. In terms of the death toll, local media very much reporting that 22 dead. However, the police chief said that he couldn't confirm a specific number. He was worried that potentially we could see that death toll rise higher, potentially much more quickly, as we have been seeing over the last couple of hours. So he didn't want to put a precise number on the death toll as it stands. He says it all unfolded, though, just before 7 p.m. local time, a gunman entering at least two locations, one of them known to be a restaurant arcade-style eatery. The other one was a bowling alley. And it all unfolded in Lewiston, which is the second largest city in the U.S. state of Maine, uh, the state that's up near the Canadian border in the northeast of the country. Not a very populous state, but this is one of the most populous cities in the state. And the police have released pictures of the suspected gunman, uh, someone who appears to be wearing a brown sweatshirt, a bearded man uh, carrying an assault rifle. One picture seeming to show him entering one of those two establishments where we believe that these shootings took place. Police say that they have got hundreds of police working on this. They've also named him, uh, saying that he is uh, Robert Card, a 40-year-old man, uh, saying that he is considered armed and dangerous. They're calling him a person of interest rather than a suspect at this stage. They're not saying whether he's known to local authorities, although plenty of reporting here in the United States suggesting that he is a firearms instructor who has previously been trained by the military. About 565 mass shootings have been recorded so far this year. A mass shooting often described as an event where four or more people are shot. If you break down those numbers, it means there's been almost two mass shootings every single day during the course of 2023. Now, we know that President Biden has been briefed on this. He's been pushing very hard during his time in office, almost three years in the White House, to try and push for much tighter gun controls, including calling for an all-out ban on assault rifles. And looking at these pictures that the police have released, it looks as if this suspected gunman was using that type of weapon, an assault rifle. The Biden administration wants that ban, but many Republicans, the other party uh, up on Capitol Hill, do not want that to take place. They say that this is a Second Amendment right, the right to bear arms. It's written into the Constitution and therefore the government cannot change the rules. That was Nick Hopper reporting on the mass shootings in Maine.
Also in the U.S., the House of Representatives has finally elected a new speaker. Republican Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana was elected. In his speech, he said the House is ready to get to work again. From Washington, here's Benji Heyer. At last, then, 22 days, 14 candidates in all, four nominees, four votes on the House floor. Finally, a victor, and the House is operational again. Mike Johnson becoming the 56th Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, the second in line to the presidency, bringing to an end a weeks-long saga that has engulfed Washington. Republican lawmakers struggling to coalesce around a single nominee, leaving that seat of power vacant, and the building behind me. In a state of paralysis,、uh, Johnson, for those that don't know who he is, is a staunch conservative from Louisiana and becomes the least experienced speaker to be elected in about 140 years. He has never held a senior leadership position in Congress. He now holds the gavel. His success coming after multiple failures to fill that post left after former Speaker Kevin McCarthy was ousted. And I think it's fair to say that whilst this has been an incredible rise, it's not that Johnson was the first choice of Republican lawmakers by any stretch. It's more that he had less enemies within the party than many of the、uh, speaker designates to go before him, like Tom Emmer for a couple of hours on Tuesday, or Jim Jordan before him, or House Majority Leader Steve Scalise. In the days prior,、uh, it's it's a stunning session though, and Democrats are, are quick to pounce on the fact that even though Mike Johnson is a relative unknown, he does have a, a checkered past. They might argue he backed a lawsuit, for instance, that was urging the Supreme Court to try to get involved in the counting of votes in swing states that Joe Biden won in the 2020 election. Over Donald Trump, the Democrats' argument plainly that a man who claimed to sought to undermine democracy, who they claim sought to undermine democracy, is now overseeing the very heart of it. Johnson now has the gavel,、uh, although the challenges for him still remain. There is an impending government shutdown deadline looming in November, and demands from the White House to pass a trance of、uh, legislation. Uh, aid towards Ukraine and、uh, Israel with the total sum of a hundred billion dollars. All whilst Mike Johnson is trying to navigate an extremely slim Republican majority in the lower chamber. There was Benji Heyer in Washington. Recapping today's headlines. China has launched the Shenzhou 17 space mission, sending three new astronauts to its space station. The conflict between Israel and Palestine has killed over 8,000 people on both sides. Mass shootings in the U.S. state of Maine have left at least 20 people dead and dozens more injured. And that's it for this edition of the Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports, and culture, you can subscribe to the Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Tian Yu. Thank you for listening.